Colossians chapter 1, and we're going to um, re start reading again from verse 15. Uh, the focus of this, of our sermon here today is going to be on uh, verses 18 to 23, but, uh, but it, it all verses 15 and following kind of set the stage for, uh, for what verse 18 and 23 want to say to us. So uh, let's go to Colossians chapter 1, uh, verses 15, and we're going to relate to, the, uh, to verse 23. Here's what Paul wrote to the church in Colossae. He, Jesus, is the visible image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all of the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you, who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him, if indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a minister. Jesus Christ, just as he was the firstborn of creation, as we read there in, in verse 15, and last week we talked about what that meant, that he was the prototype uh, of all creation, that, that he was the image in which all of humanity was, was created. So even though he wasn't necessarily the, the first one that was born, because his uh, human life began at um, what we celebrate at Christmas, he was the model for which all creation was, was modeled. He it was the, 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 uh, the preeminent one, um, uh, that that all um, all other creation um, receive uh, their blessing through. So in verse fifteen, it said that he was the firstborn of creation. But now here in uh, verse uh, eighteen, we see that he is the firstborn of the dead. So in the same way that he was. Uh, the, the prototype for our creation, 
He is also the prototype of our resurrection. Um, so when we look at Jesus, we see that, that, that who he is in his resurrected body is what we will be like when we too are resurrected like he is. Uh, John kind of wrote the same thing in his letter in 1 John, um, 1 John chapter 3. He, he kind of echoes that idea of Jesus uh, uh, being the firstborn of the dead here in, in 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. He says, Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he, Jesus, appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. So Jesus is uh, the firstborn of the, uh, of the resurrection of the dead. He is the prototype. Um, but he is also the preeminent one, the one through which all the rest of us receive our blessing. We know that, that Jesus wasn't necessarily uh, the, the first one who was uh, ever raised from the dead. Uh, there were others who, who came back to life after, um, after their death. Uh, even when we see Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, where he is joined with Mo by Moses and Elijah, we understand that, that Moses and Elijah weren't there as uh, disembodied spirits or anything like that, but they were physical. They were uh, raised um, heavenly bodies that came and, and joined Jesus there. Um, and, and, and they were there to, to help uh, uh, proclaim Jesus as the Messiah, as the one um, uh, true God who was here to rescue the world. Uh, but Jesus is the exalted firstborn. He is the one who receives all the glory. He is the one who receives the blessing and then uh, passes on that blessing to the rest of us who, who are brothers and sisters in Christ that, that are also um, awaiting an inheritance, a spiritual inheritance that comes from God in heaven. So Jesus uh, was the firstborn from the resurrection from the dead. Uh, and, and in him... All the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And this is, again, uh, Paul is, is emphasizing the deity of Jesus Christ. There is no one and, and no place, nothing that could contain all of the fullness of God except God himself. Uh, when when uh, uh, Solomon is... Um, blessing the temple as they finished the, the consecration of the temple, the, the construction, and then went through the consecration of the temple. Solomon prays and, and asks God that he would come and dwell and fill this place, uh, but recognize that, that not even this temple would be able to contain the fullness of all who God was. Uh, there isn't any other human or any other living being or any place that could contain even this universe is too limited to contain the fullness of all that God is and yet Paul is identifying that in Jesus this human being this firstborn of creation and firstborn of the resurrection of the dead contained 
the fullness of God. It's clear that, that, that he understood Jesus to be the Almighty God himself. Now, this would be an unthinkable concept for a, a Jewish person in the first century to think that, that, that the fullness of God would be able to be contained in a human being. Um, especially one of Paul's education and his tradition as a Pharisee, uh, this idea of, of, of a human containing the fullness of God um, was unthinkable. And yet, this is a clear message, not only of Paul's, but of Peter's, of John's, of all of the apostles. This was the message that was being proclaimed throughout um, the, the first century Rome. As, as people were sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, it was based on this idea that Jesus was God, that he was the Almighty God. And the only explanation from the, of that is that that's what Jesus was teaching, that that's what the, the apostles understood about who Jesus was. And that's why they were proclaiming that message. Um, and that's because that's who Jesus actually was that he was the fullness of God. Just as Jesus is the means of our creation as the firstborn of creation, he is also the means of our reconciliation of uh, reconcilia reconciliation with God. It says here in this passage that, that verse 20, through Jesus, um, that God was reconciling to himself all things, all things on earth or in heaven, and making peace. How? By the blood of his cross. Human sin has corrupted all things. There isn't any part of creation that hasn't been tainted in some way by the fall of humanity, by our rebellion against God. And if any of this is to have any eternal value, it needs to be redeemed. It needs to be recreated by God in a new reconciled image. And so Jesus' death reconciles all things. His death reconciles all of creation. It re reconciles uh, uh, all of humanity to himself. And, and that is accomplished through his death and the blood that was spilt on the cross. You have been alienated from God. Through your sin, through, uh, through the hardness of your heart, through the self-centeredness of your life, you have been alienated, separated from God. And, and there is none of us that have been immune from the corrupting touch of sin. All of us have seen God as our enemy at one point in our lives. And all of us have acted in pride and selfishness, which then 
perpetuates the spiral of our species into a, a, a greater sin and a, a more desperate despair in our lives. We need Jesus Christ to reconcile us to God. And that's the wonder of the, the message of salvation, is that Jesus, as the firstborn of creation, is also the firstborn of reconciliation. He is the one who, who reconciles us to God through his sacrifice, through his death. None of us need to stay in that place of being alienated from God. We can all find in Jesus a life washed clean of sin. We can all find in Jesus a heart of love towards God. We can all find in Jesus a new life from wickedness. And we can all find in Jesus a living hope for today and for all of eternity. That's the message that Paul is sharing with us through, uh, through Colossians. Jesus, as the preeminent one, has allowed himself to be sacrificed, has allowed himself to pay the price for our sin in order to redeem and reconcile us and all of creation to God. And that's available to every one of us to receive as a free gift for ourselves, to put our faith and our trust in that reconciliation, that through Jesus, we might be made right with God. Now, of course, as with any gift, it does us no good unless we actually receive it. His death has, has, has made possible the reconciliation of all humanity but it still is up to us to receive that for ourselves, to put our faith and trust in that reconciliation rather than trusting our own ability, trusting in our own resources, trusting in some other means of being reconciled with God, of being washed clean of our sin. It only happens through putting our faith in Jesus Christ. And if we are if we are willing to receive that, he then washes us clean of our sin. He sets us on a path of his righteousness. He, he, he gives us that living hope for today and for all of eternity. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you that in Jesus Christ we have found true life that you are redeeming each and every one of us through his death on the cross through his blood spilt on our behalf and that we can be washed clean we can be made new we can be recreated in his image to reflect to, to all the rest of creation, of the wonder of your grace, of the power of your love, of the sufficiency of your truth and justice. 
Lord, I pray that each one of us would, would again affirm that that's where our hope is. It's in the sacrifice and the death of Jesus Christ. And that it's only through trusting in him that we can have new life. Lord, as we go out into this week, would we carry that hope with us? Would we carry that reconciliation with us? Would we walk in the newness of life that you have provided so that we would then be effective testimony and witness, ambassadors and agents of your grace in this world, proclaiming to all who would hear that, that there is life in Jesus Christ alone. Thank you for this. A powerful passage in our lives and the truth that it contains. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.